0: Welcome, All ladies right. and gentlemen, to J House Radio, episode 89. Today, we're going to be talking about Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. Uh, I know anybody who might have read the show notes, we're going to push back Blue Beetle for a little bit. because something special coming up for that, so stay tuned for that. But we're going to be talking about Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, and just a bunch of other things that just might be on our mind, because why not? Um, also, don't forget, guys, if you're watching us live on the YouTube side of things, you guys can hit that like button. Definitely gets us out there in the algorithm and subscribe so you guys can catch any other content that we might throw out. I'm gonna hopefully be trying to do more um, side streaming stuff later, like outside the podcast. Maybe we'll be doing some game streaming, some community nights, so on and so forth. Also, we're live on Kick for anybody who's on the Kick platform and Twitch as well. So we're anytime we go live, we're on Twitch, uh, YouTube, and Kick. Uh, Also, our audio listeners, if you're checking this out, don't forget to leave us a review, five star preferably. Tell us how much you love us, how much you hate us. Either way, it's still interaction. Los. And don't forget to bother KJ for not wearing a
1: sexy shirt for this episode.
0: Listen, man, I feel sexy in this shirt, so that's all that matters, okay? That's all that matters. Sure, sure. (laughs) Tell that to the wrinkles. (laughs) Tell that to the wrinkles. Hey, man, the wrinkles get the wrinkles at character, okay? The wrinkles mean that this shirt. when you're in college, the, the wrinkles mean that this shirt has seen something in life, okay? Just mm-hmm. saying. That's what they all say. And besides that, I grabbed it last minute before the show started because I couldn't find anything that looked good on camera. So that's why it's wrinkled. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> so really quick, back to our topic that we were just talking about. writer Strike, it sucks. Uh, a lot of things are getting held back, and I feel like the industry – it's going to feel the the repercussions of this not now but maybe in a few months maybe next year we're going to really Wrong. start to see the effects of this.
1: They've already felt it. Warner Brothers has released um, numbers. They said that this strike has cost them between 560 and 580 million dollars. They said wow. if they would given if they would have given in to the writers and the actors' demands, it would have only cost them 50 million. So they wind up losing more money because they want to. They want to try to prolong this so everyone just gives in. Um, and so they're losing way more money than they would have they would have just given in. What the entertainment executives have managed to do is create another COVID situation where there is no new content being created. People are now going back to older content and, or deciding to make their own content on YouTube or what have you. So um, in some ways it's good because it'll teach the The execs that, hey, you need these people, okay? Not everything is about you. Yeah. Uh, and one way it's bad because it affects people like us where we do pop culture um, podcasts. Yeah. So all of our new content is very quickly running out and drying up. So now we have to turn around and focus on older content, things we want to promote, things that we're more interested in, um, have oddball discussions about, like universes, you know, like yeah. uh, who's the only good guy in the Marvel universe, you know, or the DC <laughs>
0: universe or like, why is it in DC? Every parent has to die. That is very true. Why, why do all the parents have to die in a DC universe? I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. So, um,
1: but the thing is that one of the things that the actors are fighting for is something that the studios were trying to pull. So let's say you are an extra on set. So they would, Laser scan you, and then they say, Okay, we're allowed to use your image and your likeness forever. So, in other words, if they need an extra, they can go, Oh, here's KJ, let's just use him digitally, and you get zero rights residuals. You don't get no payment for it. You just get the $80 for that $100 for that one day you were an extra, and that's it.
0: That's scary. Um, That's scary. Yes,
1: not, not only that, they want to, um, what these studios have been doing is if they hired, let's say, me to be a writer, they would hire me as a freelancer. So in other words, as a freelancer, I wrote four episodes, but I get zero residuals because I'm a freelancer, not a staff writer. So now I created four of your best episodes, but the only thing I get is my name as a credit. And let's for the sake of argument, just using simple numbers and the thousand dollars I got for writing those four episodes. So the writers are fighting for the other thing is the producers, yeah, they may come up with an idea, but it's the writer's room that creates the stories, creates the episodes, creates the characters, and that in turn gets fed by the actors who turn around and do everything else. And the thing about being actor on a show is not only are you on the show, you're portraying the character, you're you're going through all these emotions, you're doing countless publicity. And if you are like a Star Trek or a big franchise actress, you know, DC, Marvel, Uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, you're constantly going to conventions and you're constantly promoting all these, you know, all these shows and things like that and talking about it. Hmm. So it's a very big problem. Um, And the weird thing about this writers and actors strike is animation is unaffected.
0: It's a different union. Ah, animation is where the work is. I I guarantee you next year we're probably going to be getting a crap ton of animated shows, movies, TV shows. You know, but um... well, here's the here's the thing though, and
1: here's the problem. Um, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, but you know, I'm not in the the either either uh either union. Yeah. So I only know the little things that I've heard. So if you as an actor, let's say Keith, okay, you have a role on the newest Star Trek show, Star Trek um uh Legacy, right? Okay. Now. You're on that show and everything else. You cannot do an episode of animation because your union won't allow you to go do animation. Really? And, yes, and animation costs almost as much as live action. So, yeah, so that, that is, in a nutshell, the writer strike, the effects of the writer's strike. We are going to go back into a, COVID, like a COVID-like media black hole where we're all looking at old properties, and we just might you know, start doing things like movies con
0: queso because we have nothing else to talk about. Hey, We could turn into the pop culture of uh, th- throwback movies, I guess, you know, until movies start coming back out again or, or TV shows, you know. So, yeah, the J House Rewind. The J House Rewind. We're going to just completely rebrand. Just just be called the Rewind Podcast. Um. Oh, God, right. no. <laughs> all right. So
1: our topic of the day. We are, reviewing, we are reviewing seasons one and two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And um, we're looking at it from two different points of view. Me, a Trekkie, who loves Star Trek, loves the show. And uh, KJ, who is essentially um, a Star Trek virgin who doesn't really know where to watch it.
0: A Star Trek so, virgin.
1: <laughs> yeah, because let's face it. What have you seen? You've seen Strange New Worlds seasons one and two. Maybe one or two episodes of, of Captain Kirk, you know? Spock, what are
0: you doing? You know? I think I saw like maybe half an episode of, of, of um of Picard. And like growing up, actually, growing up, I was actually I don't want to say a big fan, but I did watch like the original Star Trek show growing up as a kid. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I just did. I probably I didn't know what was happening, but uh I was a fan. Um but yeah, am I'm, I'm mainly a Star Wars fan. Um I fell off on Star Trek heavy. I have no idea what's going on in the universe. But um well the same thing can think, same thing
1: can be said about your 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 Star Wars stuff because you haven't caught up on you know
0: Clone Wars and Rebels and listen, all there the, is, all the other stuff. There's too much content to catch up on everything, man. There there really the is. Even even things that I am fan of uh, sometimes it's hard to catch up on everything. 20 um, minutes a day. That's all it <laughs> takes to catch 20. up on Clone Wars. 20 minutes a day catch you up on all the, the good amazing content um all right yeah. so quick question so i guess so from your perspective for anybody who is not caught up on star trek or strange new worlds if what is the where where does strange new world fall in the star trek universe like if okay so um
1: I could talk about it two ways in the timeline of the show, or I can talk about it in the reality of the timeline of our world and the way the show was in
0: the timeline of the show. Preferably.
1: Okay. In the timeline of the show, this is technically the third, the third point in history. We're looking at the star Trek universe because first was seasons one and two of star Trek discovery. No, no, I'm sorry. First comes Star Trek Enterprise, then uh, two seasons of Star Trek Discovery, Strange New Worlds, then the original Star Trek, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and then seasons three and four of Star Trek Discovery. So that's how it falls in the timeline. I know it seems a little weird, weird, but just like the original Star Wars was episodes... 3, 4, and 5, and then they did 1, 2, and 3, and then they did 5, 6, and 7, and they did the Clone Wars, which is in between episodes 2 and 3, then they did Rebels, which is after episode 3, and then they did the Mandalorian, which is after episode 3. Oh <laughs> you know, all these all these, you know, they look for a period in history and they do a story. But from the reality of our world, the first pilot episode of Star Trek was not with Captain Kirk. It was with Captain Pike. So um, it aired, and then NBC uh, said, we kind of like it, make another pilot, which was very unheard of. Yeah. Um, And uh, Lucille Ball is the person who made Star Trek. The original Star Trek was made by Desilu Studios. Uh, Desi, you know, or as everyone knows him, Ricky Ricardo, Mm. Uh, had left the company at that point, and Lucille Ball pushed for Star Trek to be made. So the original pilot was with Captain Pike. They did a second pilot with Captain Kirk. The whole Star Trek, you know, phenomenon started. And then what had happened is almost 50 years later, someone at Paramount said, You know what? Let's create a show from the first pilot episode of Star Trek. And when a show gets picked up from pilot, uh, what's produced from a pilot is called the pickup. Mm. So they said that Strange New Worlds took a 50 50 years to get picked up to become a series. So, geez, yeah, 50, 50. Geez, it's probably more. Um, so that's how it sits in the timeline. Um, Captain Pike is the second rock star of the Federation. no seriously the the first one was Captain Archer on the original Enterprise the original Enterprise was pre-Starfleet then there was um, Star Trek Discovery which was in Starfleet then Mm -hmm. there's Strange New Worlds which is in Starfleet and then the rest is continuing in Starfleet (laughs) Um, so Strange New Worlds has a very unique background where um, that's how it happened okay you know um so everything we're watching in strange new worlds is pre captain kirk so oh okay all the show writers have to keep in mind they can only talk about things before they happen to any other captain in star trek history for the exception of the original captain archer and the first two seasons of star trek discovery so it's it's unique so uh, the Gorn yeah so the enemy that that Strange New Worlds fights the Gorn was only in one episode of the original Star Trek but then they expanded it to be something else
0: I thought that was very interesting when I saw the Gorn too I I thought that those were some interesting creatures in the show like that kind of like when I saw them I was like ooh this is my cup of tea right here you know what I mean And like, and like their design was pretty cool.
1: But if you watched him in the first episode, he's just a guy in a rubber suit moving really slow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm serious. I'm 100% serious. I'm not even joking. or kidding. All right. So (laughs) now that we've kind of listened to this convoluted story of how strange new worlds happened. um, Let's talk about a little bit about the, uh, really quickly about the star trek universe's ideology theories it's only a couple sentences and then we're going to get into your thoughts about season one i'm going to ask you a couple questions about certain episodes of season one then we'll move on to season two because that's fresher in your mind and then you know we'll we'll start talking about star trek so um star trek is unique in the sense of it is one of these franchises that are better on TV than on film because they tell a better long story than they do a short story. Like in movies, Mm -hmm. Um, the Federation are the ultimate good guys. It's us as humans have matured to the point where we don't care about race, color, creed, sexuality, or planet of origin. (laughs) Okay. Uh, There's a saying on Vulcan, infinite diversity and infinite combinations. And that is essentially what Star Trek is about. Yo, you fuck with us, we fuck with you. But we're not gonna do. But we're not gonna mess with your house, your way of life, your culture, your religion, your anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're friends and we're cool. You keep your business your way. We keep our business another way. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially what Star Trek does. And uh, everything in Star Trek has some uh, is based on some theory in science. Everything from the transporter to warp engines to sensors to phasers to shields Mm. uh all that stuff is based on some real world science okay you know obviously it's fantasied up like 500 levels but (laughs) the the initial idea of it is is a foundation in science where you have star wars which is a foundation of science fantasy where they're just like we needed to go fast we'll call it light speed even though light speed is the um, in Star Wars, you know, they're starting to go, Oh, wait, that's a problem. We'll call it the hyperdrive, we'll start going into hyperspace, as we used to call it, light speed, because it doesn't fit with science.
0: Okay, you know, whereas Star Trek always had something based in science. Season one, when I first started watching it, was not a big fan of it. Um, there were moments, and this might sound really weird to even say this, especially for, for Star Trek fans. There are moments where Star Trek is doing a Star Trek thing where I'm like all right I'm kind of bored with this. And then there are moments where Star Trek is just being a space adventure and I'm like okay I'm down for this. I don't know if that makes sense as somebody who is a Star Trek fan for you know for me to say that. It it does make sense it does because make you're sense. used to
1: Star Wars. And Star Wars is where can we insert a battle? <laughs> For, let's forget about conversation. Let's forget about theories. Let's forget about ideology. Let's just do this. Let's do the space religion with laser swords and throw in a battle. Space. So religion with laser swords.
0: <laughs> what is the force? Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I, honestly, the, the the thing that I do love about Star Wars is yes, the lightsabers, the battles, the um, the uh, dogfights. That's one thing I do love about Star Wars, but the thing that really gets me over with Star Wars is more than that. It's more than the lasers, more than the dogfights. It's the larger-than-life characters, the characters that, when you see them, you're like, "Oh okay, man!" Okay. Wait wait wait, that...
1: wait, 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 wait. One second. There is no larger-than-life characters in Star Wars. There is larger-than-life um, concepts that a character will take the role. But Darth Vader, okay, is the creepy bad guy. That's his role. But how was he? He didn't become fleshed out until episodes one, two, and three. And episodes one, two, and three, as you're watching, you're like, he's a whiny bitch.
0: He's still a larger than life character in my eyes. But okay, now I get what now... you're saying.
1: I get what you're saying, No, <laughs> and, no and again, it's a larger than life. But but okay, what are Darth Vader's? accomplishments as a Sith Lord, because that's when he's Darth Vader, what are his accomplishments that make him larger than life? It's just it's just his presence. It's just his presence. For me, it no, doesn't... But again, a character who's larger than life has a list of accomplishments.
0: What are his accomplishments? Making you look at... When you look at him on screen, you're like, okay, that dude is somebody, somebody I don't want to mess with. That's an accomplishment to me. You know, just the, the fact that the mystery, like, like you said, we didn't know much about Darth Vader until like the last, what, 10, 15 years. And Darth Vader was introduced like 30 years ago, 40 years ago at this point. So at that time, when he first came out, we didn't know much of anything about him. We didn't know much of his backstory. We knew nothing about Vader. We didn't even know his name was Anakin until like two seconds ago. You know what I mean? So... The fact that you have mystery, the fact that this guy is just like a killer. This guy can kill you with his bare hands. He can kill you by just looking at you in his presence, the way he carried himself, his stature. Like those type of things just make a guy larger than life. And like people have idolized and loved this character for so many years before they even knew that his name was once Anakin, before we even knew his backstory, before we even knew he used to raise pods. People loved him. Okay, that but like what accomplishment has he
1: done to make him larger than life?
0: Everything I just said.
1: He doesn't no, no. have to. Those are those aren't accomplishments. Those are his appearance. Oh, chat. Those are not on. his accomplishments.
0: If anybody's okay, watching, live... let,
1: let's go through his accomplishments in episodes three, four, and five. Okay. 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 Uh, he boards a spaceship. Barks out orders. Right. Oh. Okay. Gets into a lightsaber battle. Kills an old man. New Hope. (laughs) Right or wrong? Those are his accomplishments in the movie. Okay, he chokes a couple of his own officers. Okay? (laughs) Those are his accomplishments. You move on to the next one. Okay? What does he do? Rinse and repeat. Except he chops off his own son's hand. You go to the third one. Okay? He doesn't do a lot. He actually doesn't do a lot until the end. He fights his son, kills his boss, and dies. Those are his accomplishments. But once again, okay, so you you set that on appearance. To some people, you are a scary motherfucker just walking down the street. To some people, I'm a scary motherfucker walking down the street. Mm
0: -hmm. That
1: doesn't mean I'm accomplished. Doesn't mean you're accomplished. Now, I understand that, that you have that perspective, but when you go to Star Trek, you actually start seeing the history of these characters, their morality, and their accomplishments throughout the seasons. So I can understand why you were bored, but everything that Star Trek stands for are things that you believe in. Think about it. You don't care what race, creed, color, country of origin or religion someone is do you no No. you're willing to accept people for what they are correct or incorrect Mm -hmm. correct yeah right you're willing to have a conversation with anybody right yeah you prefer peace over war right Mm -hmm. right you believe in people talking things out correct or incorrect correct and in on a film set you believe in a hierarchy and you are a filmmaker you're a po- you're you're a podcaster you're an artist and there are moments where you fit certain roles so you believe in a hierarchy so in just describing the things you believe you believe in everything Starfleet Starfleet believes so why what was it about Star Trek you found boring if it actually shows you all the things you believe
0: the presentation honestly okay
1: what about the presentation what about um,
0: the um just the fact that I, I i think i think what it is the the acting for me was a little cheesy um just a lot of the stuff that they were doing just was not believable for me um let me see. I'm trying to let me, let me pull up IMDB because IMDB looks so weird right now and it's freaking killing me right yeah. now. But um but someone going, but
1: I was gonna go into town to get the vapor collectors or whatever fucking Luke Skywalker says. <laughs>
0: what? That's what? great acting. <laughs> I don't know. That's I just great feel acting. Like, I feel like Star Trek Star Trek shows especially give me like those give me the vibe of like uh, the General Hospital days, but the way that they act and the way they do things—it just felt so like over no. the top. And I'm not saying that Star—I'm not saying that Star Wars has like Oscar-winning acting either. I'm not saying that. Um, I don't know. There's just something just about the, that vibe of d- well, just something about it that I just couldn't connect with. Do Do you want to hear something really
1: funny? Most actors that appear on Star Trek have a very large Shakespearean background. I believe it. I could tell. I can tell. Um, here is here is the thing. You have been so accustomed to laser swords and space battles that what do you uh,
0: have against laser swords and space battles?
1: Simple. It's very simple. Okay. What? What? Uh Oh, and and and, uh, and religion, because Star Wars is all about religion. Um. What is the Force? It's a religion. No matter which way you slice it. Think of about course. it. When I agree. People sit, every Catholic, when they hear, may the force be with you, they remember going to church and go, and also with you. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say?
0: <laughs> Who said that? A Catholic? Catholic people say that?
1: Yeah. Never when you go that. to church, you know, peace be unto you and also with you. It's it's You're not Catholic, so you wouldn't understand. I used to be Catholic. I I, I used to be tortured with that. So, okay. um, Ask any Catholic and they'll tell you that. What about La'anunian Singh, the security chief?
0: Um, I didn't like her in season one at all. I felt, uh, but I know that, that 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 is part of her character. I wasn't too crazy about her. I thought she was just you know she was there. You know she played her role in season one. Um, she was very just straightforward, non emotional, uh, character in season one, which was okay. I just it, her 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 character didn't connect with me in season one. Season yeah, two, she didn't her connect with a lot of people. Yeah, she didn't really connect with me in season one. Season two, she really connected with me because of her relationship with kirk when she went back in time in episode three tomorrow tomorrow and tomorrow that's literally yeah the episode. tomorrow tomorrow and tomorrow yeah <laughs> it's literally the name of the episode um i freaking loved her chemistry with kirk and ash in the episode i remember sitting down watching episode three of season two and i was like wow i'm loving it and i was into it i was really just jiving with that her and kirk's chemistry was just amazing and I was like, I would love to have a show with just them two. Like it was that it was, just, was it was so good. That was my least
1: favorite episode. And that was your least favorite? My oh, least favorite. Oh, I episode.
0: loved it. Oh man, my her and Kirk. Okay, so what do you I mean, think about her PTSD and what she went through? Um, now her PTSD was the connection with her family, right? And how like um, the Gorn kidnapped her family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Implanted
1: babies into their bodies. The babies burst out of their body and then ate the remnants of this family.
0: I I just, I, like, once I learned more about her and learned that, I realized why she was the way she was. Because at first I was just like, why is she just so moody and broody all the time? And then as you get to know her throughout the two seasons, you start to understand why she's so hard-shelled. You know what I mean? Like, you you, uh, get it, basically. So... Um, I wouldn't say she's one of my favorite characters, but I did like the episode with her and Kirk. So, you know, she was okay. She was alright. All right. What about Ortegas, the pilot? Ortegas, eh? She was, she was alright. I wasn't really too crazy about her. I, I did, I did like how, um, like I, 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 I love how she got excited about just being a pilot and just wanting to get down there, like on the ground, boots on the ground, and like just getting more involved. It, it was it was pretty cool to see her like try to push that so you know so much with the captain like hey let me in coach let me in coach. Um, other than that, I mean, I thought she was okay. She was not. She wasn't really my favorite character. It's probably one of my least favorite characters, to be honest with you. The
1: so, the actress actually went through a very horrible thing between seasons one and two. Her partner, um, her man, uh, died. Ooh, he succumbed thought- to an illness. He she almost didn't come back for season two, but. She did it anyway, and she's she went through a lot.
0: Um, okay, so number one, Una Chin Riley. Number one, Una Chin Riley. Um, I I did not like her acting, in my opinion. Really, I didn't like. It felt too soap opera-ish. You know what I mean? Like I felt like she was trying hard to exert certain emotions. And it didn't come off natural to me. Wow. You know,
1: you are very unique in that opinion because a lot of people love her character. Really? Uh, Yes. Yes. I love her character. I really do think that that you... I think the reason why you're not connecting is you're not understanding a lot of these characters and where they're coming from. And it also comes... Think about it. You're jumping literally at the tail end of... The star trek universe that's like someone's first exposure to um to star wars is ray you know what i'm trying to say oh could
0: you imagine dang that that that, was, yeah. that would be kind of crazy <laughs> your first experience with star wars is ray wow yeah i think that's what's happening with with your experience with star trek all right so what about nurse chapel jess bush nurse chapel and dr mbenga i love those two. My two favorite characters in the entire show, like their chemistry, the way they bounce off of each other, uh, their missions and the things that they go through, was freaking amazing. There was a uh, episode eight. I loved episode eight when uh, we got a look at their background, how they met, uh, the war that they had to basically help each in other. Season in Season two,
1: you're talking about. In season two, in season yeah. two, you're talking about.
0: Yeah. All um, right, we're still on season one. Oh, season
1: one. Well, unless um, you just want to do like reviewing the characters and then bounce around, you'd rather do that. Just talk about the
0: characters yeah. and bounce around episodes. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Might as well. Why not? All right, let's do that. Um. So yeah, in season one, um, I don't know. I didn't really know what to think about her in season one. Uh, I, I feel like I didn't really get to, in my opinion, I, I didn't really get to know her as much as I did in season two. So she didn't really impact me that much. I mean, I mean, in season one. In season two, that's when I I, re- I felt like I personally got to know her character more, and like I said, her relationship with Doctor Mbanga and them two as a team just was so amazing, you know. Um, so yeah, I I freaking love her character. I love the relationship between her and Spock. As th- as time went on, you start to see that hey, she has a thing for Spock. Spock has a thing for her, and you're just waiting for that moment for them to just say hey, I like you, you know. Um, so it was great to see that relationship build in season two, um, but overall, I think she was great—a great actress. She she played the role very well. Um, one of my one of my favorite characters for sure, hands down. Yeah,
1: you'll hate what she turned into in the original Star Trek series. What about Uhura?
0: Uhura did not like her character at all. Did not really like her character. I going back to the. Performance thing. I realized from a stage perspective, she probably is an amazing actress, but in the show, I just felt like I, I, it just didn't feel natural. A lot of her lines didn't feel natural, especially especially in season one. I felt like she was just so over the top, like not word for word, but like, "Hey, Captain, what's going on? We're getting ready to go on this mission, and I'm gonna do the telecommunications thing, right? Beat me up!" Like it just felt so. Cheerleader, rah rah, and it was just—I don't know—it didn't feel natural to me. It, it came off a little awkward, in my And opinion. that's how I f- felt about Anakin. Really, <laughs> really, yeah. you yeah. felt that way about Anakin?
1: Yeah. This is pad racing! Yay! He's a kid, though. He's a kid. Doesn't matter. Come on. And and she's a cadet. She's Uh-oh. fresh out of the academy. What did you think about Admiral April?
0: Admiral April, I love his character. Love his character. just very strong, stoic, the way he carried himself. Um, he didn't really have much to do on the show, but just I love the way he carried himself. Like, straw black man in the Enterprise is the vibe that I got from him. Ah, you see? But that's the thing. On Star Trek,
1: there is no such thing as a strong black man. He's just a strong man. Mm, yeah, you're right. You're right. But and, that's, and that's the thing about Star Trek. <laughs> No, because if you look at Deep Space Nine, right, when you had a black captain, there was never an issue of him being black. It was always just Captain Sisko. When you looked at the doctor, who was a British Indian, never once did they mention he was Indian or British. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about Star Trek. Okay, um, well, the, the reason why I said that is because his only other appearance was in Star Trek, the animated series, and he was a white guy. Remember when we first first spoke about the show and I told you the only thing I thought was a little weird was they cast it from a white guy to a black guy, but I was like, it's a good actor, so who cares? Mm -hmm. Do you you vaguely remember when I mentioned that?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I do. That's the character I was talking about. Um, What do you think about Pella, the new engineer on season
0: two? Um, When she first came into the series, I think towards the tail end of season one, I believe. Um, No, she started season two, episode one. Oh, so season two, episode one? Damn, I'm like yeah. mixing it in. Um I thought she was interesting. She was a nice little like she was a nice addition, you know. She she added like a different flair to the crew. Um and then I think after like that first episode, she kind of just fell into the back pocket. She showed up here and there. Yeah. She said a few words, you know, with her little raspy voice. Um It was cool to see her with um who um Who was she with in that episode? The uh, episode that I liked, the Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. It it was nice to see her um, interaction with Kirk and what's her name in that episode. Um, Other than that, I mean, she really was just one of the background characters. I mean, like I said, her first episode was cool. She was a nice addition. She mixed up things a little bit, but after that, she just kind of fell into the background. Honestly. Okay.
1: So, you said you've watched the original Star Trek, right? Yes. So, you should be obviously you're from you're familiar with, with Kirk, but we'll talk about him in a second. Do you know who T'Pring is Spock's girlfriend her importance in the show?
0: Oh yeah yeah, yeah. um the one that he got married well, they were engaged. yes, yeah.
1: Do you know whose importance in the original Star Trek? Her importance? No she um made Captain Kirk and Spock fight for her so she could dump Spock. <laughs>
0: what yeah. That's 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 interesting. That's one way to go that's one way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. So um nobody likes her. She does seem like a little bit of a douche. That's the vibe that I get from her. She she's does just like a, she she's yeah, yeah. Then I realized, yes, yeah, she is just Vulcan and, and Vulcan Vulcans in general are just very almost seems like they're douchey, but that's just how they are. That's so, how they are. That's just how so they are. So
1: what did you think? About Paul Wesley's James T. Kirk. I loved it.
0: I loved it. Really? Yeah, I'm I, I actually, I, I, really liked it. I mean, in my favorite, my favorite episode tomorrow, I keep talking about that episode. It's part of my favorite episode in the entire two seasons, to be honest with Which you. Which
1: is fine, you know. Like you talk about what you connect with.
0: I mean, that's
1: uh, why we do this?
0: Yeah, and in, in, in my in my in that episode tomorrow tomorrow, um, I think that's when we first got a view of him. And at first I didn't like his character. He just seemed a no, little No, we
1: saw him on the last episode of
0: um the first season. Oh yes, yes, the last episode. Yeah. Um but there was a particular scene in season 2 where I No, yeah, I think it was the last episode of season 1. I keep I'm like intertwining both seasons. Um
1: he's well, he kind of how it's meant to, to to be enjoyed.
0: Yeah. Uh he seemed a little douchebaggery at first, and then in that episode in season 2 where we saw him again, I don't know. There's just something just different about his character, you know. Like he he just seemed more laid back, cool, calm, and collective compared to the, most of the other um, captains that that we've seen. He just seemed more just down to earth, and I think that was that's what made me connect with his character and the chemistry that he had with um what you call it? What's her name again? Uh, you know who I'm talking Lon. about. Lon. Lon. Yeah, yeah. The chemistry that he had with her it's it's just. When like when they're both on the screen, man, it's just I feel like I'm watching a different show, you know. Like I, I just I love their chemistry, man. It's so good. I I really hope that in season three, which sucks, it probably won't happen because he announced in season two that he has a girlfriend already. No, I think he's engaged or something like that. Um, no, he has a he's pregnant, but that all leads into the wrath of Khan. Oh okay okay. Um, so yeah, it sucks that we probably won't see much chemistry because. He's already with somebody. Um, and she was kind of upset about that, but she got over it. I would love to see more chemistry between them two. Like, I, I just feel like like the way they bounce off each other is, is amazing. So, yeah, I would have to say Captain James T. Kirk, probably also one of my favorite characters from the entire series so far.
1: Okay. Well, here's the thing he cannot continue a relationship with Leon Nunian Singh because his greatest enemy is Khan Nunian Singh oh really yes star trek 2 the wrath of khan is captain kirk versus khan Noonien singh one of Laan's ancestors when they went back in time that little kid that she was talking to yeah that was khan that was the biggest in the star trek universe the biggest bad guy the earth has ever seen
0: yeah, you know what I do. I, I forgot about that little segment about the kid at the end, end of that episode. I, f- I forgot about that. Wow, that's interesting. I wonder if we're gonna yeah. get I wonder if we're gonna get a taste like is it possible for us to get a taste of that in season three? or what? would it not match up with the storyline? Yeah, no, it won't. because again,
1: you'd have to watch the original Star Trek series to understand that uh, Khan was eventually defeated on Earth. He went into outer space, went into a ship that put them all into hibernation. Captain Kirk found them. Khan try to kill Kirk and take over the Enterprise. Kirk beat Khan, put him on a planet. Uh, something happened on the planet. And then Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, the movie happened. So there's a whole history there.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it, it, it's something that can never happen. So um, let's, we've talked about some things you hated. Let's talk about some things you really hated. About <laughs> Strange New Worlds. Some things
0: I really hate it. Um, well, think
1: about it because I'm very vocal about Obi Wan, and you don't think it's that bad.
0: You think oh, it was oh, watchable,
1: you thought uh, it was entertaining, and I just thought Obi Wan was the one of the
0: biggest pieces of garbage Disney <laughs> has ever made. Oh my goodness gracious. I I, I keep forgetting if you hate it that much. Um yeah. one thing. I hate it. You want about- to talk about slow-paced and boring? That was Obi-Wan. <laughs> one thing I really really hated about Star Trek Strange New Worlds is something I hate about almost every single TV show when they do it. They had a musical episode. And okay. I I hate that. I hate when I feel like almost every TV show that I like or watch has to have at least one Musical episode. I get why they do it. You know, it's, it, it's, I get why they do it. But I don't like it. It's annoying. And that is probably one of the things that I hate it the most. Now, granted, the show, like that, that particular episode, even though I do hate those episodes, it wasn't that bad. Some of the singing was actually pretty good. It made sense. And there was story behind. I think one thing that made that episode interesting is that when they were singing, they made like every time they sing, it was a security issue because they said, when you sing, you give out your deepest, darkest secrets. And I thought that was an interesting thing to add to that episode. Like, oh, OK, they're singing and then, then you know, they're telling their secrets. I thought that added an interesting dynamic to that episode. So I will give it that. Um Traven Chat says, like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer music episode. That is exactly what I was thinking about when I said that. Just like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode.
1: Uh, Two things I'm going to tell you. There are currently 890 episodes of Star Trek. Okay. 890. So this is the first musical episode out of 890 shows. So it took a long time to get there.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I mean, and I understand that, but it happened when I watched it, though. <laughs> no, and here's here's the thing, though.
1: Buffy the Vampire Slayer was actually one of the influences for that episode.
0: Are Swear you to serious? God. Very serious. Out of all the things that could influence that Buffy the Vampire Slayer was one of them.
1: Yeah, it's generational, dude. These people who write the show are of the age where they enjoyed that episode. And so many, so many of the cast members of Star Trek's Strange New Worlds have a musical theater background. The one who has the biggest is a La'an Noonien Singh. Really?
0: Yes. Wow. I, I would have actually the, thought otherwise. And the second
1: one is Ahura. She has the biggest um, musical theater background.
0: Ahura looks like and sounds like she actually knows how to sing. So I can expect that from her. Um, and you know
1: else who has the third biggest? Don't tell me the Rebecca,
0: captain.
1: Rebecca Romaine.
0: Really? Number one, wow. yes. Wow, okay. I can see that. Uh Yeah, Trey, Buffy Buffy is going in. Buffy is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I will I tell that. you this much.
1: When it came to that musical episode, I thought the first song was genius. Absolute genius. When they're like, all systems stable, blah, blah. I thought it was genius. Oh, yeah, 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 genius. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, think it was
0: clever. It was clever.
1: <laughs> um, Spock's song of I'm the X... I thought was genius because he's talking mathematically and he's talking about he's he's Nurse Chapel's ex boyfriend. Um, the last song dragged on forever. Um, yeah, that was La An song
0: dragged on forever. I thought La the re- song was the best song to me in, in my opinion. Next, oh, to- it was so long. Yeah, I know
1: <laughs> it was so long. Um, I like the fact that they did it. Because they got it out of their system. <laughs> I my don't, bad. I don't want to see another musical episode ever again on Star just, Trek.
0: Just, just get it over with, right? Yeah, yeah. I, just I you know,
1: ripple, You know, okay. You have that itch, go. You, you scratched it. All right, we're good. Let's move on <laughs> to better things.
0: Let's move on. Yeah. Um, Jeez.
1: In my opinion, okay. So now that that you've talked about what you despise, what did you like
0: about the show in general? Just little things. Yeah, because um, we're just reviewing one and two as one big season, essentially. What did I like? Um I did I did like the special effects. I thought uh now there were some that weren't that great. But I did like the overall special effects. I thought it was pretty good. I love the makeup design. Um the cast was good, even though some of the acting was eh at times. But overall, like as a unit, the cast was good. You know, they they weren't they weren't bad. Um, that's pretty much it for me, honestly. I mean, like, like I said, you know, there were things about the show that I did connect with, a lot of it I didn't because I don't know a lot of the history and the lore. Um, so I just tried to grab onto things that I could and you know that like ap- appealed to me, honestly. Um, I did like episode two, uh, Ad Astra per Asper, uh, the, oh, uh, the courtroom dramas, the courtroom drama, Yo, Star oh, I Trek, those really good courtroom dramas. I love really that, really good. Like it, it gave me like uh, law and Order vibes almost because I freaking love law and Order. it's one of my favorite shows of all time too um but that was just so interesting it, it was so good I was like wow okay this is this is stepping in a different direction I I like liked when the show like I said before earlier at the beginning of the conversation I like when Star Trek stepped away from the star trekiness and just did grounded storylines mixed in with the star Trekiness. That's what I love about, like, like those are the things that I was appealed to, honestly.
1: Um, here's the thing. Star Trek does great courtroom dramas. Great courtroom dramas. Yeah. They have every, I don't think they had it in Voyager, but almost every single Star Trek series has at least one courtroom episode. And I think they're done very, very well. Yeah,
0: that was um, great. That was great
1: but uh, I disagree with you on the acting because I've seen far worse acting on Star Wars <laughs> um, I disagree with you with the melodrama because I feel it's far worse in Star Wars okay. um like I said, the animation in Star Wars the animated series in Star Wars I think are much better shows and much better content than the live action for the exception of the Mandalorian um and uh, Rogue One I thought those two were like masterpieces. I thought they were amazing, amazing pieces of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really can't knock them for like like if like for me to say anything bad about those three pieces is like being a nitpicking asshole. I just thought in Star Wars those those three things were amazing, absolutely amazing. Um I love okay, so did you understand the crossover episode with Boimler and Mariner?
0: The where they oh, came that... from the animated series? Um I didn't. I don't like. What was there to understand about it besides? So, th- so there was more to it than just. Hey, they just went into a portal. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Understand
1: um, <laughs> Lower decks is an animated TV series. It's a Star Trek animated TV series,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it is the one that does all the farcing and all the jokes about Star Trek. Here mm-hmm. are these characters on a Star Trek ship, you know, uh, being Star Trek officers, and they imagine fanboys who suddenly appeared in the star trek universe and they're referencing everything from all the other past seasons Mm -hmm. um that's kind of what happens in um happens on lower decks and those two main characters came over to strange new worlds
0: now side Um, note do they voice the animated characters as well yes yes those two actors voice the characters that's interesting i like that i like that.
1: like there were jokes in there that you don't get because you don't, you're not a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Like uh, when Boimler put his leg on the saddle and he goes Riker, and then he gets on the the saddle. Yeah. Did you understand that? No. <laughs> because Commander Riker on Star Trek: The Next Generation, they make fun of him because the way he sits on a seat is he puts his throws his leg over the seat, then he sits down. So oh, that's something okay. he did. Um. <laughs> Did you notice at the end of the episode when they're like, oh my God, you know, um, when they were talking about the crew of the original Enterprise, mm-hmm. oh Mayweather, he was like the biggest, you know, one of the best pilots, and da-da-da-da. Yeah, like, you oh just... my god, you know, you know, we're doing what they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they were trying to explain all that. Like, if you were a Star Trek fan and you watch everything, there is so much funny and so many jokes about. Star Trek history that it made the episode absolutely phenomenal. In my opinion, the best one in all of strange new worlds. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because it sh- it shows that no matter what version or flavor of Star Trek you're in, you fit in that universe, no matter what, regardless of, you know, how different you are on your show. You can go onto any other Star Trek show and you are a Starfleet officer and you will be accepted no matter how annoying you may be.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were annoying the crap out of them for sure. They really were. Yeah, because,
1: <laughs> you know, Strange New Worlds is a lot slower paced, you know, as far as the dialogue as a compared to Lower Decks where it is literally like the Ninja Turtles kind of fast.
0: Yeah. I could imagine. I could imagine. Yeah. Okay. Um so what is I'm trying for, I want to say, so actually let's just jump straight into it since we're running low on time pretty soon. Um... Well,
1: let me go over the things that I hated and the things I enjoyed and it's really okay. quick and then we'll okay. move on. What I hated what I hate absolutely is the show is called strange new worlds and we have not seen a strange new world yet. We have revisited a whole bunch of other shows that were whole other places that were referenced on other shows. Okay. I hope that changes. Um, Two, I do not think the season should be ten episodes. I think they should be twelve episodes. The reason why I think they should be twelve episodes is so they can have an episode or two of a bottle show. Do you know what a bottle show is? No, sir. Where your whole entire episode is done on the standing sets. You at no point do you go outside, at no point do you look for anything else. Everything's done in one place.
0: It's kind of funny to like Okay.
1: It's kind of like when you do a play and everything, the whole play happens in one room.
0: Yeah. That's essentially what a bottle show is. And you were saying, I'm sorry? It's kind of funny you say that because I subconsciously look for every show that I watch to have that one episode. I just didn't know what it was called. And I was kind of looking for that for this episode. I was like, all right, what is the one episode where everything is within this one room on the ship? Where they don't leave and then something happens on the ship and they got to figure it out and it happens in this one little space like i love shows or movies that actually do that it just makes them more interesting i was waiting for that i think i wait for that to happen in almost literally every show that i watch honestly because it just makes for great content honestly yeah. uh,
1: the other thing i don't like um is they contain their runtime there's a tv show called the orville another science fiction show yeah. where Because it's on streaming, they said, if our episode needs to be an hour and a half, and they had an episode that was an hour and a half, it's going to be an hour and a half. If the episode needs to be 40 minutes, it's 40 minutes. That's the only other thing I don't like. I wish I didn't like about Strange New Worlds, that they really constrict the runtime. Mm -hmm. Um, What I do love is, for the exception of the Star Trek Discovery, each and every Star Trek show, you get to know who each and every character is. And in Strange New Worlds, there's no exception. You know who these characters are. You either like them or you don't like them. Mm-hmm. You're able to talk about them in the podcast, even if you don't like the show, because you are able to discover who these characters are. Loved it. And I also love the fact is they're dipping into areas of Star Trek lore that people rarely talked about. Yep. So they're expanding the universe. Okay. Okay. That That's my whole <laughs> loved it and hated <laughs>
0: um as a whole well do you want to rate season one and two together or do you want to rate them separately
1: um i think we should do three scores
0: three scores one by
1: itself two by itself and combined what do you give it and the reason why is i think the both seasons have very
0: different tones all right season one what do you give season one two out of five chocolate bunnies two chocolate bunnies out of five season one um Season two, um, in comparison, like if I'm if I'm not I'm not gonna score as as like I'm not a star for I'm, I'm not a Star Trek fan. It sucks. I'm giving it a one. I'm just gonna just score it as what it is, basically. So season two, I'll give it a three point five. Okay, so 3. it got 5. better for you. It got it got better because I felt like the characters, I got more story behind the characters and I feel like we just like they they I feel like they focus more on the characters than the adventures or whatever you want to call it in season 2 compared to season 1 in my opinion that's just what I got from it so
1: so in other words the Spock episode where you turned human you loved
0: oh I forgot about that episode I actually didn't really like that episode I like okay. that episode
1: you um, know, we...
0: so yeah yeah so overall what do you give it overall I give it a 3 like all together both seasons Star Trek Strange New Worlds as a non-Star Trek fan, I give it a three. Okay. Uh, season one, I will definitely give it a
1: five. I wow. thought season one was really good. Wow. Okay. Season two um, is good, but not great. And I can't tell you exactly what they did to make me say that. Because <laughs> if, if you look at it, it's a great season. But is it as good as season one? No. But then again, it could also be the fact that I was so excited for season one to come out. You know, that maybe that kind of colored it. That is true. But season two, I'd give it a 4.5. And overall, 4.5. I will continue to watch the show. This show is amazing. It is definitely not an Um, (laughs) Obi-Wan. And I hate to say it, but like. when you look at star Wars, they don't know how to develop their characters emotionally. Okay. And in star Trek, you really do get to discover who these characters are, who, you know, what are their likes? What do they like to do? What do they don't like to do? Who are their best friends? You find out more of their backstory. And some of the backstories revealed just in casual conversation. Whereas in star Wars, everything's like, Oh, well, you know, uh, I met this person on this mission and this, that, and the other thing, and nothing's ever, you know, oh, yeah, I met him at a bar. They're super cool, you know? It's yeah. always, no, uh, this person helped me fight in this war for this and that. And it, it, there's there's so little humanity in, in that. And what I love about Star Trek is there is so much humanity. And if you look at La'an and Kirk, perfect example of humanity, how it comes out you okay. know and even you fell for it you <laughs> love that
0: yeah i that, the that's
1: humanity of the characters yeah for sure with no magic laser swords no funky Uh-oh, religion here you go here you go no no wizard in a no wizard in a robe
0: you know <laughs> oh man yeah i side note, i just saw a clip of spock and in that episode that i love yeah i i I really love that episode where he was like human for like two seconds. Um, that was fucking funny. It was such a funny episode. Yeah, that that was actually a really good episode. I, I love when he touched the, the, the teapot and he had to walk away. Ah! I, I freaking <laughs> <love that. laughs> it. was so funny. It was actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I um, are you... Uh, well, yeah, you already said you're looking forward to season two already. I mean, season three already. Season three, yeah. But I guess... When or
1: if it comes out, it might be canceled or it might come out in twenty late twenty twenty five, late twenty twenty six.
0: That's wow, that's actually pretty crazy to think about that.
1: Yeah. And if you think play. about this also, Ahsoka season two, if that happens, may not come out till twenty twenty six also, or even later.
0: Yeah, that's the Star that's, Trek does things yeah. slower. Yeah, that's probably gonna be for a while before we get season two of Ahsoka, honestly. I can't if, wait there to talk about two. if there is a season two. If there's a season two, which I can't wait to talk about. The last episode, but we'll wait till the season is over before we put out give our deep dive into Ahsoka. Um, yeah, so I yeah, already have
1: I already have problems with the last two issues, the last two episodes. I can't wait to hear
0: him. I can't I can't wait to hear Lois tell me what he hates about my favorite one of my favorite series. Um that you don't know the background of the character. All right, I'm gonna you don't know see. the
1: background of the main character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so on that note, uh yeah, you know. <laughs> That is, that is. So, wait, is... B- before we end it, let me ask you a question. Would you okay. watch a season three on your own? On my own, probably not. But then again, the way it ended, I'm a little curious. I'm not going to lie. The way it ended, um, we did find out that, oh, geez, I just closed the IMDb page. Um, the one character who found out that she has, I guess, eggs in her now or something? Oh, uh, Captain uh, Patel. Yeah, Captain Patel. We Captain found Patel. That... Sorry, Buttel. Yeah, we, we found out at the end that she has eggs in her from the Gorn. Gorn? Gorn? The Gorn. Uh, so, and then it like ended to be continued next season. I was like, no! What happens next? <laughs> oh, no one was screaming at the screen louder than me. <laughs> oh, man. So that, that was kind of interesting that they ended it like that. So um, to see that Patel is actually infected now, I am a little curious. Part of me is like, Will I watch season three? Probably not. But then again, I kind of want to know what's going to happen. So I'm like, listen, it. honestly, honestly, <laughs> I think I think you should watch it.
1: I think <laughs> you should watch it for this simple reason. It is part of pop culture. We are the pop culture podcast. And be to to be I mean, like I am not a Star Wars fan, you know, I mean, yeah, I like it. But I'm not I'm not anyone to go, oh, I got to rush out of seeing it in theaters and like, oh, no, no, I'll wait for it to come out on video. Yeah. I'll wait for it to come out on streaming. <laughs> but I'll watch it. Um, yeah. You know, I think that watching a franchise that you don't love, but you love the genre really does help your understanding of the whole genre and really lets you understand, you know, references in pop culture. Like, people still say, beam me up, Scotty.
0: Yeah. Literally been saying that for so many years.
1: Yeah. Side note, these I do aren't, have to... these, these are not the droids you're looking for. Like, it's all pop culture and mm. I really do think that For us to do this the way we do it, we need to, you know, like bury ourselves in pop culture and know these references. So that's why I think you should watch it. You know, should you be an average fan? No, I mean, but I do think you should watch it, even if it's only one episode a month and it takes you a year to watch it. But I really do think you should watch it. You know, like if there's like if there's an Obi-Wan season two, I'll watch it because it's part of pop culture. I'll probably be yelling at the screen and, you know, try to keep myself awake. But, yeah, I'll watch it.
0: I can drink, like, freaking loads of coffee just to stay awake during an episode.
1: <laughs> Morphine drip or whatever it takes.
0: Gasoline if I have to. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever exactly. it takes. So, yeah, that that is the the thoughts from a non-Star Trekkie on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, let us know, anybody who's watching, give us your thoughts on who's watching or listening. Give us your thoughts on what, what you think of Strange New Worlds. Or if you like Star Trek or not, just let us know. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, Los, do you have any recommendations or anything you want to leave the beautiful people before we get out of here tonight?
1: Um, I don't really have any, uh, and the reason why is I am doing a shit ton of work on my house, and I literally have not time for not, not had time for anything. Um, I'm literally just focused on right now the content that we're reviewing. Um, but in two or three weeks, when things you know get better. I'm going to start looking for new shows to watch on stream. I did watch Russian dolls on Netflix and it was a very big disappointment. Russian dolls on Netflix.
0: I don't think I heard of that one.
1: Um, A girl is stuck in a time loop and she has to repeat the same night over and over and over again.
0: And Um, every time
1: she dies, she goes back to a certain point in time. The premise sounds interesting. The premise sounds interesting, but the show was terrible. Like, like I watched it hoping that I could recommend it, but I can't. (laughs)
0: he <laughs> said so i hope i can recommend it but i can't i can't that's funny Jeez. yeah um uh other than that i don't know i'm not really i don't really have much to recommend besides chat gpt i uh, just recently started using it it's like a Me too. it's how would you describe chat gpt what is it like just like an ai generated tool i guess we can just say honestly um a tool or a cheat um it's a it's, it's definitely a cheat code for sure
1: <laughs> i needed i needed to write an email for work and i didn't know how to write it so i said you know what let me just go on ChatGPT. i told her what i needed to do and it wrote it out and i was like this is a great first draft copy paste edited <laughs> edited what i have to, and i spent like 20 minutes editing as opposed to an hour writing the whole thing yeah sent out the email and it was perfect um and ChatGPT can do everything from manage your social media to create content to write a script to write a book for you. It's scary how much it can do. Um, yeah, it is. And, and I do think that eventually we're going to have to do an episode on AI.
0: Yeah, I, I literally started using it not too long ago too, and it blew my mind. Like I, like I told you earlier, how sophisticated it is. It, it was, it was actually kind of scary. I was like, wow, this thing is really giving me some good answers. You know, like I told you earlier, I was expecting just like some, you know, oh, press this button or uh, say this word or do this thing or like something like how you do when you call on the phone and you try to get on customer service and they can't understand a word you're saying and they just keep repeating the same thing. I was expecting that. And I felt like I was literally talking with a person online to give me suggestions for something. And it, it was pretty interesting very sophisticated if you haven't tried chat GPT you can literally use it for basically anything whether yeah. it's what am I making for dinner tonight or help me come up with a um, a, a proposal for this report or this business uh, wh- whatever like just anything you can use it for anything so that's, that's you know what a recommendation
1: I think that if we do the AI episode live we should tell it you know what are the next 10 topics we should cover in a pop culture podcast where one person is a Star Trek fan, one person's a Star Wars fan, but we love, you know, blah, 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 and see what it spits out and do it live and see if it's actually worth
0: anything. That's actually pretty interesting. That's that's pretty interesting. Um, even chat says, sometimes I use it for my uh, descriptions on my YouTube videos. Hey, honestly, li- listen, man. Yeah, that's whatever, a really good idea whatever whatever you can use it for man there, there's no shame in it man seriously it's 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 there it's a tool is there use it i think it would be cool to do like a q and episode where we just ask where we have chat gpt ask us questions about certain topics in pop culture and we just answer them i, th- I think i think that'll be an interesting episode honestly oh,
1: there's our ai episode we got to start planning it
0: <laughs> there's our ai episode <laughs> Um, All right, guys we're going to get ready to get it out of here Uh, once again we really do appreciate you guys for hanging out Uh, Trey thanks for stopping by appreciate the support thank you uh, Legion anybody watching live don't forget guys we go live on YouTube Twitch and Kick Uh, check out our channels there to uh, catch our live shows and any of the content that we throw down Um, don't forget youtube.com forward slash the J House also don't forget our Patreon patreon.com forward slash J House Radio if you guys want to support us financially with as little as a dollar a month You guys can, you know, keep a cup of coffee on Losis' table. You can keep the lights on, and so on and so forth. Um, So, yeah, we love you guys. Thank you again. Peace and chicken grease. Live long and prosper. Yes, I will not watch season three. (laughs) I'm joking. You should. You should. (laughs) All right, guys. Later. Later.